Woohoo! And join me now and later. It's Dylan Jones. And I'm a giant stick of juicy fruit, <laughs> Stephen Penn. And this is Closet, Closet Talks, Talks, the podcast where we sit on the floor closet. We talk about whatever we want to because it's our podcast <gasps> and not yours. And we migrated. We did. We are still Closet Talks, but we're not recording in the closet anymore. <sighs> it's just talks. It's just it's just <laughs> talks with Stephen and Dylan. But we, um, brand, we branded it. So we moved to chairs yeah. and a table, which is great. It's I can much lay out more all my comfy. stuff. I don't have to put a top on this cup. Yeah. This it's is much open, more comfy. Yeah. And it's glass. Yeah. So I'm proud of myself. Um, so yeah, we don't have the walk-in closets like we used to, so we can't, um, can't yes, do that. Yes, but thank you. anyway, okay. What are you drinking? What am I drinking? So it's my favorite. Cause you know, I love whip vodka. I'm having deja vu. Uh huh. I haven't had as bad a time with that as you have. Yep. Um, but we just put some tang in it and made an orangeicle. <laughs> my grandma used to like make tang for me. My childhood, but in adult form. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, she used to, my grandmother, on my dad's side, used to make tang all the time. It was, I liked it. It was pretty you good. You can buy it in a container like, mm-hmm. I don't even, it, there's a lot. Uh-huh. uh-huh. It makes like gallons and gallons of it. <laughs> or cups and cups and cups. <laughs> um, I'm drinking a hodgepodge of whatever was in the liquor cabinet. Oh, I'm going to pray for you. It was um, regular vodka and red berry vodka. Okay. And I don't know. Uh, some lemonade. Wait, you don't know. Oh, grr. And Bruh. a black cherry seltzer water. Okay. It's a choice. Rest in peace. All right. Um, cheers. Cheers. Okay. That's good. Okay. It's not bad. Oh, girl. That's it's not bad. It's cold. That's not bad. You try mine. That's pretty good. Take the lid off. Because I don't want you catching the Rona. I don't I have the Rona. I mean, neither do I, but. It is kind of weird nowadays. It's not bad, right? Well, I know you couldn't make it again, so. Yeah, no. Um, it's something. It It is weird, though. Like, uh, my, my best friend Kristen was, she and I were hanging out one time, and it was after the whole Rona thing. And, um, like, both of us are negative, but. It's still happening. I mean, after the Rona thing has started. Oh, got it. I was like, and oh. So after the Rona thing had already started and we were like hanging out and I was like, do you want to try this? And she was like, yeah, um, can I drink not from the straw? And I was like, yeah, of course. And she was like, it's just so weird now. Like, I feel weirded out like doing that. You shouldn't share anyway. You're going to catch something. But then like she, she said she doesn't do it with her husband either. But I'm like, you also kiss your husband. So that's kind of weird. Teach their own. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. I kissed a boy. Ew. And it's fine. Ew. I liked it. The <laughs> taste of his cherry chapstick. <laughs> have you have you ever have you ever kissed a boy? <gasps> Ew, Rue, never. Uh, okay. Don't no no well, don't continue. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so what's we, been happening? Well, it's spooky, scary skeleton season, mm-hmm. and we, I finally got you to watch the haunting of. Hill House, and then The Haunting of Bly Manor. So good. Watched it with a pillow up to my face. Both of them were so good. The second one was, uh, Bly Manor was good. We ain't going to spoil it, but. No, but I will say that don't compare it to the first season. It is not a horror story. It is is a a gothic romance story with some horror elements. Yeah. 
and it's it's just as good as the first one it's if you don't a different style of like yeah. horror if you will yeah and i think you will i so. absolutely loved it Go episode ahead. eight get your tissues ready that's all i'm gonna say mm-hmm. that was it but uh yeah we did that we've been watching some more horror movies here and there i bought snails you did buy snails today i did and they love it and the uh the tetras and the I have, so <laughs> while I was going on vacation, how many um, gallons? How many gallons is this? Um, five. Five. Yeah, they're they're due for a, a ten gallon upgrade soon. So, cause I have what seven tetras in there. Yeah, we could probably do with a bigger tank sh- very shortly. Um, but <laughs> while I was um gone on vacation, <laughs> my beta died, and I had purchased ghost shrimp and Stephen and killed it. neon tetras to keep him company because they don't threaten him. And <laughs> came back, and he was like, "I couldn't find him," and we found him. I couldn't find this fish. <laughs> you left for how many days? Twelve. Thirteen. Thirteen days. Uh-huh. I had not seen the fish in fourteen. Uh huh. And I was like, I don't know where this fish is. I like looked inside. I was like, did he get sucked up in the filter? Is he like trying to pull a Finding Nemo and jump out the window? Like what's happening? <laughs> Couldn't find him. And then you came home found and we him. found him. Well, we found uh, what was left of him because the shrimp uh, ate him <laughs> to the bone. <laughs> they sure did. And you know what? Good for them. That's, uh, that's it's nature, the circle man. of life. Yeah, I mean, I, w- I don't even know. We were ready to had the, all the medicine for him and I was like well he has to be monitored I'll give him a couple of days and then I'll come back is the skeleton yes. still in there uh, I can't find it anymore I just, <gasps> clean, I just literally cleaned the entire tank so oh, I weird. think it might have went down the drain or it's just hidden back in with all the rubble <laughs> well it's spooky scary skeleton season spooky dead skeleton season as opposed to live skeleton whatever I don't know so that's my exciting news fish and shrimp and snails I love it I know, right? I don't have any news. Um, I'm still riding the unemployment drain. Yeah. Um, Florida's unemployment is ridiculous. Mm. Uh, They give you enough money to let you sit down and go through what bills are going to get paid this month. (laughs) They don't give you shit. Uh But um, yeah, I'm ready to go back to work because... I mean, if I had it my way, I would not want to go back to work yet because I just don't feel like it's safe yet to just go out and like live normal life like other people want to do. Mm. But I also Disney just is doing things a lot better than. Oh, I think it's, else, I think so. it's, yeah, I think it's safe for, you know, people to, you know, go and work there. But I, I just, I don't know. Some people want to go and not wear their masks. So at Disney, it doesn't work. Like you don't wear your mask. Y- you leave. Yeah. And they're, they're very, very forthcoming about that. And they're not playing around. It's really not that hard. I'm not joking, bitch. Oh, all right, Coco. But thanks, squirrel. Yeah, I don't have anything. I don't have anything major. What we got on our list today? Well, you you start. You go for it. Oh, actually, this kind of might tie in a little bit. The first one I have here says, "Old ways won't open new doors." Mm. And that goes against all my rules of comfortability. If it's uncomfortable, avoid it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I think this could be applicable for you because you know, say you do start a new role, you know. Not ideal, but you don't know something good can come of it, you know. Okay, could be spooky, ooky. It's hard to see that we because it's not what you want to do. We will see, but it's what you're gonna do. We will see. See what I did there? We will see. I gave you a jam. No, it wasn't a jam. No, it was a um, gia gun. A gia gun. What you're gonna do? 
Okay. Well, what you want to do isn't necessarily what you're gonna do. <gasps> and the world said, "Oh, girl." <laughs> but um, yeah, I uh, we'll we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. Okay. We'll tie this back to not work. All the ways won't open new doors. I love that because I think we've talked a little bit about um, being in quarantine and having to like go through the self discoveries <laughs> and yeah. be like, "Wow, okay." Like the person that I was in January of this year is dead. <laughs> that person does not live here anymore. Thank you, Taylor Swift. Yeah. That person doesn't live here anymore. And I love that. It's been a great uh, self-discovery period and kind of learning what works and what doesn't work. Absolutely. And um, yeah, I, there's there's things going on in my life right now where if I were the same person I was in January... I would have already ruined that by being the person that I was and making the choices that I made and oh. living life like that. You know what I mean? Oh, shit, I'll drink to that. I mean, it, it's it's very true. And I, I think 2020 for that. I know it's been a bitch of a year and it's we're I think we're how many years in to 2020? Like five years in. I'm sorry, what? 2020 started five years ago because that's what it feels like. Oh, I said, okay. Yeah. I was like, um, do we need to go back about how time works? Uh, no, I've, I've not made a time jump in, uh, uh, ever. So I can't relate that information, but, but yeah. What would you do if you weren't afraid? If I weren't afraid of what? Answer instinctually. Oof. I don't have to give details, just... The first thing that pops in your head if you weren't afraid. I don't. I don't know. I really don't. I have. Did I catch you on one? Oh, yeah, you did. Because I have. I'll be straight up honest with everyone. I have abandonment issues. Yeah. When I saw a therapist, she was like, you have straight up abandonment issues. Like, so I always have this like cloud of like. Uh, uncertainty around me. So it's like, it's like, okay. So like, I need like re constant reassurance. Okay. I've learned people in my life. Certain people will always be there. And then certain people that I've kind of learned to accept won't always be there. But then when it, when it comes to like relationships, like uh, romantic relationships, I, I'm words of affirmation are like my biggest love language because I need to constantly be reminded how much I mean to that person and how okay. much they're into me and things like that because of okay. my abandonment issues. Mm. So I think if I didn't have those, Oof. the world would be much different for me. Easier? Not necessarily. No. No. Because then I could, you could justify it by flipping it the other direction and being like, well, if you didn't have abandonment issues, you would never be afraid of losing somebody. So you could not maybe, maybe not see things coming and you might not read into certain situations and being like, okay, maybe I'm, I need to be aware of this, you know, energy shift or this behavioral change. Yeah. And if you're not aware of those things, you could be blindsided and you just think everything's going quite well. And then all of a sudden, boom, your whole life falls apart. Ooh. Touche. That's not where I thought that was going to go, but yeah. Well, this is the time to reflect on it. Yeah. <laughs> we find these moments often. What would I do if I weren't afraid? You know, I asked you that, and I said, 
God, I don't think I know how to answer this one. If I wasn't afraid, I I think I would take bigger risks. Uh-huh. I think because when I think about things, I think about them frugally or financially and realistically. Wow. Realistically. And I think just... Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's as, uh, as applicable as I'm trying to explain it to be. Um, yeah, I don't know. If I wasn't afraid, I would, I think, take bigger risks, calculated risks, but still more than I currently do because the fear of failure mm-hmm. is always something that looms overhead and uh, fear of... Um, embarrassment, making uh-huh. a spectacle of myself in a negative way or a way that people will remember me negatively, that's what I'm afraid of. I think not so much what people think of me as much as how people will remember me. And I don't want them to remember me as someone who made a mistake. Not perfect, obviously, but like someone who, d- when they made decisions, they were like, okay, this is a good one. Or, oh, you know, learn from this. Don't take this as a read, but I think that you like to have a lot of control. Oh, no, it's not over a read. That's the truth. <laughs> Everything? Yeah. Everything, but Discuss specifically this. people, how people see you. Yes. And how people, what people take away from you. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not, it's, it, it, it's not a read if it's the T, man. Yeah. <laughs> I know these things. I know myself pretty well. And when people say them out loud, I'm like, no, no, you're right. Have enjoyed the company of a gentleman caller from time to time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I think that that's something that is mm-hmm. definitely applicable to you. But and oh. every I I think when people are like, well, I don't care what people think of me. I'm like, you do. Yes, you Everyone do. Everyone does. Uh, there's to different levels of what you care about people think of you. To an extent, yeah. It's I care less when I know that I can justify what I'm doing as something that's not hurting someone or disrupting an operation of something. I think that's all I got. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like just acting silly. Well, you know, people can see you. That's great. And if they if they want to discuss the things that are happening, I will be happy to have an adult conversation with them. Right. But you worrying about what I'm looking like to other people, not your concern. Yeah. I appreciate I really do appreciate you, you know, raising an awareness, but I, I'm also not as dumb as I let on. Mm-hmm. So there you have drafts. I love it. <laughs> All right. Ooh. Just because you're offended doesn't mean you're in the right. This is very applicable in this time and space during political season. Ooh. Primarily. Yeah. For sure. I copy that. Ooh. So while we're at it, make sure you vote. I don't care who you vote. Well, I mean, I do care who you vote for, but like. <laughs> <laughs> So, so so let me preface it with this. Me at Christmas dinner. Yeah. Oh. Oh, Merry Christmas. Me. Who the fuck y'all vote for? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, this Thanksgiving, I'm about to stir up a ruckus. There was, I, no, anyways. Um, so, do I hate people for voting for someone that I don't? No, not exactly. If, and if I say, if you... I don't agree with this statement, but I have to. <laughs> okay. But if you are agree with, you know, the the stands that this person 
is taking and it supports your life the best to the best of its ability, then I cannot fault you for that. I can fault you for deciding that you don't care who this affects or you don't care that you need to vote or you don't care who it affects. You, you need to have a, a, a thought on it because it's going to affect more than just you. And if you can't be considerate for yourself, at least let someone who is uh, passionate about you know the person they choose have a conversation with you, have uh, a peaceful debate, <laughs> uh-huh. agree to disagree on things, like offer an opportunity to explain things that maybe this person doesn't understand. That's mm-hmm. that's the only thing I implore people who don't care. Yeah, but just go out and do it. the The good thing is, is that a lot of people I hear all the the lines to early vote are like four hours long. I love it. Which is great and terrible at the same time. <laughs> yeah, I mean. But I don't want that to deter people because there are lots of places that don't have lines. Or if you, I think the Amway Center is an early voting place, and that has like tons of air air conditioning, and like you don't have to wait yeah. outside. Some somebody <coughs> said they waited like forty minutes, and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's less uh, time. My friend went today, and it was twenty six minutes. Oh, I so love it was that. Bad. It was mm-hmm. it wasn't bad at all. It's less time than I donate plasma. It takes like four hours. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. Anyways, so the back to our point, just because you're offended doesn't mean you're in the right. Absolutely. There are things that offend me and it's hard to do. That is really hard to do. And I will I know too much. It's easy to that's you. different. <laughs> a random stranger, it mm. would take a lot to offend me unless you're going to call me, you know, slurs or because um, unless they feeding you or financing you their opinion don't matter. You left one out. Okay, unless they feed you, fucking you, financing you, there you go. Don't matter, but you know. Um, Sorry, mom. But yeah, it's it's. Uh, I don't know. It takes a lot to offend me. Um, me too. And if you if you can offend me, I'll I'll gladly shake your hand. But the Except only times that, that I get it, he was very offensive. But that's the thing. We were in the right, and I have no problem saying that. Like I know I'm negating like this whole topic. But like this is a, a nine times out of ten, if I am being offended by something, it's because it's wrong it's like politically incorrect or you're being racist or you're being sexist or you're being ageist yeah that's when i get offended and it's not necessarily always about me either like i i still get offended when somebody makes a racial joke that has nothing to do with me because it's offensive yeah the the thing about bad jokes is intelligent people should be the ones telling it because they're the intelligent ones who know when there is a time and a place. And a lot of times it is neither the time nor the place. My favorite thing to do to people who tell racist jokes is, are you talking about that one person that, uh-huh. 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 And what, what does he say? He told me this. Cause he'll, he'll say like a racial, a racial joke and I'll just be like, what? And he'll repeat it. What? And he'll repeat it again. And then I'm like, I don't understand. And then he starts to go, oh, my God. Okay, maybe this is this is weird. This feels weird. This feels weird. Because <laughs> he's having to explain why it's racist. Oh, and then boy. it puts him on the spot. And they're like, I think I'm just going to stop talking. Mm, That's my favorite thing to do. Just because you're offended doesn't mean Or tell people right. straight up and be like, oh, I thought the prerequisite of a joke that it'd be funny. <laughs> oh, my truth well, here we are all right 
do the work others aren't willing to do and you'll get the things others will never have. So mm. when I, like I became a coordinator, we call them captains, I had many people come to me in secrecy and be like, oh God, someone was saying this about you and they couldn't believe that you got this and this and that. And you know what I said? I, I, I don't care. It was like a, a lot of times when someone gets like a like a, a raise, not a raise, but like a promotion. And where I was like, oh, well, why didn't I get that? The question you need to be asking is not what are they doing to get it? It's what are you not doing to get that? Mm-hmm. Like I put in the time and the work mm-hmm. and you think that just because you were here when the bricks were laid in the castle that you should get it. Time does not mean experience. Mm. And I can't iterate that enough just because you are here doesn't mean you're entitled. Entitlement is real rich because if you don't put in the time or the effort and just expect things to be given to you, then you deserve literally nothing. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what happened to me right before the Rona. I was working really hard for something and I got skipped because somebody made a stink about it. And they're like, well, I've been here longer than he has and I have more skills than he has. In a merit-based rate, in a merit-based promotion, your seniority or the time of whatever with a company is not applicable. I know. And and they gave it to her. It's contractually. It even says that, and that's ridiculous. They gave it to her because she was squeaky and loud about it. And then you should have been squeaky and loud. About oh, it. I was. I sent emails upon emails, had one-on-ones, and they're like, "Yeah, we think you're a great candidate." And then they give it to her because she had a stink over it. And. Ew. Because I was taking it upon myself to Just learn, the, learn the job. That you're trying to coordinate people and be in charge of a workload and right. you have to be a child about it. Right. And uh, she was those. in uh, one week of training for that and she was like, I can't do this anymore. I don't want it. And I was like, you just wasted a whole week of training on this girl when you could have just made it for me. Well... Oh. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Thank you. What uh, else you got? What else I got? Let's see. Ooh. Nothing hurts a good soul and a kind heart more than to live amongst people who cannot understand it. Oh, oh my I think God. this is yours. Do you want to elaborate? So many um so many years I spent <laughs> around people who did not understand me and weren't on the same wavelength as me. Um, we've talked before about vibrations uh-huh. and how people vibrate at high frequencies versus lower frequencies. And to me, high frequency people are those people that you just love to be around. They make you laugh a lot and they're just genuinely beautiful souls and then you have the low vibrational people who are miserable. Right. And misery loves company. Ooh, so it does. what those people do is they reach up to people that have these higher vibrations and they grab them and yank them back down to where they are. And it's so easy to do. It's so easy to do. Um, so I spent 18 years living in a place that... I was vibrating on a completely different wavelength than everyone else. Mm -hmm. And nobody got it. There's like a couple people that understood it, but they still didn't get it, you know? And looking back, I look back at pictures of myself 
from when I was 18, 17, 16, like a young adult. And I look at myself and I'm like, there's a definite break. So if you look back on, on photos of me from a four-year-old, five-year-old, six-year-old, seven-year-old, eight-year-old, I'm happy. I'm a happy kid, not a care in the world. I'm living my best life. And then it clicks, right? And you go, oh, this is why I feel so different. And you start mm-hmm. feeling different and you don't know yep. why, but then it clicks and you go, oh, it's because I'm gay. And I know that this is not the status quo. And I know that I'm not in an area where this is okay because there's nobody else like me. Yeah. So if you look at the pictures from when I'm 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, I look miserable. And I never realized it until like I had this conversation with my mom not too long ago. She was like, I was looking at pictures of you mm-hmm. from family events when I was like 15 and 16. She was like, you look absolutely miserable. I don't smile in any photo, not even a fake one. And if I do smile, it is obviously fake. It's just, I was in a place that just didn't get it. No, I, yeah. And then, cause I'm, I'm like I said, I'm from a very, very small town. And there's only like a few thousand people, like a couple thousand people, not even like four. And just being there, people just don't get it. They don't get it. And they make fun of it. And because they don't understand it. Right. And it's different. And people are afraid of different. I had friends that got it and understood it and were like comfortable with me being who I was. But I didn't come out until I was 18 Mm. and already living in Florida. Mm. Because... I mean, I came out to my, my friend Lindsay and Rosalie. I came out to them like six months before I left. So they knew, but no one else knew. I mean, they all knew, but <laughs> I, I didn't tell them. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, that's, so that's how I, I, I equate things with vibrations. That's how I like, to, I like to describe that because there are people that I met when I came here that vibrate at such a high level. And I gravitated towards them. Um, one of those people, I know <laughs> some people find him really obnoxious and some people, um, he's a little too much for them. But he's a genuinely beautiful soul. Kevin O'Brien, he vibrated at such a high frequency for me that I was drawn to it. And I was mm-hmm. like, I love this man. He is like still one of my best friends. I love him so much. And I just met people that I just gravitated towards. And started vibrating at that level when and you know you know like man really yeah happy for the mm-hmm. first time in forever what the f- mm-hmm. you got it mm-hmm. yep okay <laughs> <laughs> i mean you you go towards people who understand you and have you know more or less been through what you've been through and mm-hmm. you know it's just how it works i think that's why i think that's why i stay here the last time my vibration was squashed and I was yanked back down to somebody else's level was when I was working on a Halloween idea and I was like crafting it and I'm like putting it together and I'm like, this is going to be awesome. And I'm like sculpting things and I'm like sanding things. And I'm like, this is going to be so cool. And insert name here, insert name there looks at it and goes, what are you doing? And gives me this like weird look. And I was like, I'm working on this project. And he's like, why? And the look on his face made me feel like the idea was stupid Mm -hmm. and that I should just give up before I've even finished it because it's not going to be cool. It's not going to be what I think it's going to be. And he yanked me down 
to his level and it was so easy for him to do. And that's what sucks about well when you're in a mood like that. It's so easy for somebody to bring you down. I mean, and it's so hard to bring somebody else up. He's kind of brewed in the cesspool of, you know, yes. humanity. So, so like that's, that's the last time that I was squished and it really, really did squish me. I, I got teary eyed and I like had to like go upstairs and like calm down. Cause I was like, that just destroyed me. And nobody really is able to do that. But there are certain people that vibrate at such a low frequency that it's so easy for them to yank you right down. No one can make you feel inferior without your permission, though. I disagree with that. You don't think? Nope. Because sometimes, you know how like some things we say are written in the stars. It's going to be this way because it's this way. Okay. I can't let somebody else make me feel inferior without my permission if they are on my wavelength. If they're just kind of an everyday person, that's not going to affect me. But when you have, it's like, it's, it's so weird for me to explain, but when you have such a a low frequency vibration in your soul, in your being, it's so easy for them to do that to somebody that's vibrating higher. And it's like law of attraction. They're attracted to that and it's easy for them to bring them down. I guess because I know this person. It just, it does make sense. Because nine times like out that. of ten, I mean, like, you know who I'm talking about. So nine times out of ten, you let whatever he says roll off your back. And I do the same thing. I'm like, whatever. I think it's but it's every now though. and then, every now and then, he has that power to just yank you right down. Ugh. I hate that. And it's not power that you gave him. No. It's literally out of your control. It's in the universe. It's just a law of attraction. Mm. Woof. As unfortunate as that is. Yeah. Well, one day. Vibrations, y'all. Look them up. Oh, my gosh. You will be There's lit with knowledge. so much to learn. Lit with knowledge. So much to learn about all that stuff. I love it. Lit knowledge. I dig it. I had that conversation with somebody the other day. They were like, why? What's something that we were playing the question game? Oh. Um, Always a good one. You know, back and forth. Sometimes it's serious. Sometimes it's not. And he was like, why do you like me so much? And I was like, I could be flippant and just be like, oh, it's because you're so attractive or because I like you because you're such a nice person. But I didn't do that. And I was like, I'm going to be real with you. It's because you vibrate at such a high frequency that I am drawn to it because it makes me vibrate at a higher frequency. And when we're together, we're vibing off of each other. And it's just a nice, comfortable place to be. Okay. Because he he agrees that it's it's very much like that. So I'm like, that's that's why. Because you vibrate at such a high frequency that my my body, my soul can feel it and it wants more. So it wants to be around you. What do you think causes people to be a high frequency person and on the opposite end, a low frequency person? That I don't really know. You don't have thoughts on it? I think it has a lot to do with what you've been through and how you handle it. Because at the end of the day, what you go through, you can't control, but you can control how you react to it. Yes. So when the world beats you down and beats you down and beats you down and beats you down, you've got anger problems. You've got issues with, you know, what, whatever. But when you, when you let things affect you in a negative way, your frequency becomes negative negative. 
Okay. I mean, that, the, yeah. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. people who kind of take things that the world throws at them with a grain of salt and be like, all right, well, I guess we're going to, we're going to move on from here. And you start to kind of build up your frequency. My high frequency. Yeah, I think so. Mm. I don't want to kill you when I'm around you. Oh, then yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't make you feel like shit when I say something. And I don't take this as the wrong way, but there are other people that I know that are much higher than oh, well, either yes. of us. Well, right. Um, and you just, yeah. Again, it's, you, it's just and the we reality all know of who things. they are. We all yeah. know who they are. Somebody I can roll off the off the tip of my tongue. Kelly Ball. Uh-huh. Joanne Bogart. If you don't know any of these people, let us tell you about them. So, <laughs> Joanne Bogart is such a high-frequency being to me because she's always been someone in my life that just the most random occurrences, she's there. And you're like, why How did you, you know? Hear? How did you know? I'm like, why are you here? Like, that's so interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Um, she did something really special for uh, my my little brother. I don't even know because my little brother does listen to this. I don't know if he even remembers this. He was so young. But um, Joanne was very good friends with um, the Mrs. Claus. And sure. uh, yeah, she was she was very good friends with Mrs. Claus. And made it a point to have Mrs. Cla- Mrs. Claus call my little brother the night before he was going to come see the Magic Kingdom Christmas Parade. And she had a full conversation with my little brother about how excited Santa and Mrs. Claus were that he, he was coming. I don't think he does. Joanne Bogart made some magic. And she's just an incredible person. A whole five-minute conversation with my brother on the phone. Yeah, you, people's underestimate the power and ability of the words that they speak to others. Because again, this relates to both low and high frequency. Because mm-hmm. for low, that brought you, you know, to a medium frequency. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then if you're high frequency, you know, that person will keep you, keep you lit. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think both these people, her and Kelly Ball, these are both people that we obviously work with, and they're just their personality is infectious. Like they're always so positive. They ray of sunshine. Uh huh. They, they make something negative or, um, something you can learn from into a opportunity Mm -hmm. and they just like people enjoy being around them and they strive to be like, Oh, I want to be here. I want to be with this person. Think back like listeners at home. Think back of like when you were in school, like we all had that teacher that vibrated at a really high frequency and that's not something that you would ever equate to that. It was just, they were your favorite teacher because they were just so much fun and like you learned from them and they were positive. And for me, it was the one that sticks out the most is Miss Gavan. Sure. She was my fourth grade reading teacher. Oh, I know her. (laughs) She was my fourth grade reading teacher and she was just so fun to be around. I think that also changes the the curve in which you learn things. If you don't enjoy being there, like, oh, I hate it. History is just not my strong suit. Math, right. on the other hand, love math. I but hate like, math, and I love history. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we work well. Um, but just Mr. Evans, he always had a, he was uh, eighth grade? Eighth grade mm-hmm. history or civics or social studies, whichever you prefer. Yes, of course. Um, and he... He kind of had this way of talking, and it would 
it, it was ingrained in your head. He had a whole spiel about getting out a number two pencil. And every time he did it, we all would just chime in along and he would, oh, it was just the most ridiculous thing. And to this day, mm-hmm. I fairly well remember it, but I'm not going to do it because it's really funny. So, um, and, but like he, he made it as enjoyable as <laughs> I wasn't really ready for, if that makes sense. Because mm-hmm. I, I just didn't have an attraction to learning that type of material, but just the person that he was and his personality just made it good. Mm-hmm. As good as boring history can be. Oh, my dad, if he's going to kill me for saying that, he loves history and, and the like, but I just, it just doesn't do it for me. Yeah. So, but math, math will do it for me. Unless you geometry. My uncle that you met, Uncle Jerry, he was my history teacher. Oh, yeah, you told me that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he was my driver's ed teacher. And? <laughs> he knew that I was terrified of driving through uh, construction zones. And so, <laughs> oh, I like this one. <laughs> and so I'm driving. He's in the passenger seat. And he's like, all right, today we're going to go to this city. And because I'm from such a small town, you have to go like practice city driving in another city. So he's like, we're going to go to this city. And I was like, OK. And I start going towards it. He's like, let's not take that route. Let's take the the back way. I was like, OK, that's fine. Maybe he wants to see me on like rural roads and stuff, you know. And we like go up the hill and we come down the hill. And on the other side of the hill, there is construction signs and traffic cones and bulldozers everywhere. And I literally was like, (gasps) and I look at him and he has his eyes closed and he just goes, oh my goodness, who would have known? And I was like, oh my God, it's a setup. (laughs) But he got me through it and I learned how to drive in traffic and learned how to drive in, um, in construction zone. The first time I sat in a driver's ed car, um, th- we went onto the highway, and I was the first one, and we hadn't talked about merging onto the highway yet, and so I tried to merge on going 30, <laughs> 30 miles an hour, and they're like, you, you've got to go a little quicker. And I said, I don't know what that I can do. <laughs> and people in the back seat were like, oh, my God. But I think there was only three of us in my driver's ed class, me and my cousin Ashley. I had... A graduate, well, okay, so I had a graduating class of like 300 some. Yours was like, how many? <laughs> 50? Uh, 37. Okay. Something like that. Jeez. You yeah. guys were like in and out on your graduation. 42, I think. 42. How long did your graduation take? Like a half hour. Oh my God. <laughs> we were there for like three hours. Nope. Nope. Oh nope. my God. It's like a half hour. Yikes. Anyways. We love that. I love that. Ooh, this is a fun one I saw, and it was spray painted on the side of a building. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you spent less time bitching about your life, you'd possibly enjoy it more. Bingo. <sighs> ding, 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 ding. No Ooh, more calls. Just because you're have a offended winner. doesn't mean you're right. No more calls. We have a winner. <laughs> I mean, in this day and age, it is. 2020, man. 2020 is it. a very difficult time. Look at it. Like, you or can either bitch about it the whole time. It's and an be opportunistic year. Yes. It's either going to be... And to be fair, I it has turned out better for me than others. I do mm-hmm. have a job. I am, you know, going to work and doing things. Mm-hmm. And not everyone has that. But there are people who are not working, and I see... And they seem to be better off, or they have taken a different career path. Mm-hmm. And they are infectious in the area of I wish I could be doing that like mm-hmm. you have a g- 
good, or at least you're really good at portraying it on social media. But <laughs> <laughs> that's always different. But one of these people is Kelly Ball. Like she was doing, she was a leader. She was doing like aspirations. Like she was going places, and yep. she was a really good leader. There's a difference between being a manager and a leader, and she Absolutely. was very much a leader. And she currently, I'm just laying her business out, but she works at Publix, our one of our grocery stores here. And I have seen, never seen so many people post, like, <laughs> strive and be like, I went here to see Kelly Ball, mm-hmm. to see mm-hmm. pictures of, or to, to just be around her and her high, high vibrations. Yeah. You know? And, you know, she has spent no time. She bitched about nothing. Mm-mm. Because, first of all, it's just not the person that she is. But right. even, like, I don't even remember her expressing any dismay. She loves Disney. She loves everything. She yeah. would send out an email each week and it was called Walt Wednesday and she would send out a quote and like a lot of like uplifting things and it was it was it was some good stuff and it's just seeing her go from here to something completely different but like totally in her element is so refreshing. Like I know if I go there there's a good chance that I will see her and my day will immediately be flipped like mm-hmm. that. And it's just that is the perfect example of not bitching about your life and enjoying it. Yeah. So be like Kelly Ball. Yeah. I mean, shout out to Kelly Ball. Hey, girl. Even <laughs> high frequency people. Yeah, you can bitch about it, but it's how you handle it. Of course. Yeah. I There's mean, one of my favorite people in the world, um, Darlene, from work. I loved mm-hmm. being around her. She's so much fun. Every now and then, like life would just kick you in the nuts, and she's like, "Well, this happened." So now my husband and I are working on what we're going to do next. And, you know, like, I think at one point, I, I don't want to lay her business out, but like, it was really cool. Like she be vague about it. Uh, her husband works. He's a chef. He's a very good chef. Mm-hmm. And Didn't she you send me home booze once. She's uh, yes. She, mm. yeah, she, she sent me home with like a lot of like sample stuff that he got for the restaurant. I love samples. But Thanks, he, darling. he was, I think at Disney mm-hmm. and they're, they just, didn't want him anymore so they laid him off and he was like now what am i gonna do and she was like we're worried and i was like you will pull through i know you will the universe will always help out those who are in need and good you know good people yeah and then he got a job as like the head chef at like the rosen center Mm -hmm. which is like a really nice hotel here in yep here in orlando and the blessing that came from that like yes working for disney was really cool but he went to Rosen and that's owned by the Rosen family. And Mr. Rosen is a real person. Like, it's not like, you know, Disney where you're like, well, it's you not can Disney see anymore. Underneath the castle. <laughs> and then what happened with them is she, um, the, the guy was the Mr. Rosen that they worked for was like, Oh yeah. If you have kids and you still work for me when it's time for them to go to college, like I pay for their college tuition, like that kind of like company. And I was like, that's really amazing that you had that happen. Here's and your shot. You yeah, you just get like, you know. You put it out, you get. Yeah. You put good in, you get good out. Yeah. Firm believer in that. Less time bitching about your life, you will possibly enjoy it more. Yeah. Uh, hold on. You will enjoy it more. Yeah. Make the best of something. Make the best of sour milk. Isn't that the, is that the quote? No. Okay, <laughs> it sounded right but wrong because no. you can't make good as oh yeah you can you can make pancakes. <laughs> no, is that buttermilk? That's buttermilk. I don't know. I don't know how to do this. <laughs> no, sour milk is disgusting and you throw it away. 
you will enjoy it more. We have arrived. All right. Ooh. Uh, you had one that I did not type out because my fingers got very tired thinking oh, about Lord it. Oh, Lord have mercy. I have to find it. Okay. Well, while you while you wait, I'm going to tell a really bad joke. You oh, ready? boy. If you give a man a plane ticket, he'll, f- he'll fly yeah. for a day. If you push a man out of a plane, he'll fly for the rest of his life. Inappropriate sound effect. That was an inappropriate sound effect. <laughs> Or was um, it? What I wrote down was uh, here all night, folks. The one thing I absolutely love and adore about myself is no matter how bad I've been treated, no matter how bad I'm feeling, no matter what I've been through or what I'm going through, I still have a heart of gold and endless love to give. And that's one thing no one can ever take from me. There you go. I will speak from experience on this okay. because you have seen me with some awful men. And just awful people in general relationships. Uh-huh. You have seen me in some awful relationships, and you keep pointing out, <laughs> "Why haven't you learned your lesson? Why haven't? Why do you still end up with these Did people?" She just more rose me. Why haven't you learned your lesson? I can't no, anyway, I don't watch the show. Ooh, so, um, anyway, um, and I think that is because. When I'm done with a relationship, it's dead and buried. It's, it's no longer affects me. Okay. And the next person that comes along, I'm not going to make them pay for the mistakes of other people. So I'm not going to be like, well, the last person did this to me. So I'm going to watch out and see if you do it too. Well, you should always because watch then I'm out not, anyway, though. Well, yeah, I'm looking for red flags, but I'm not constantly comparing that person to the last. Because that's the detriment to your relationship. Yes, you can also learn from it. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. I learned from the, like, the mistake. I learned from what this person did to me, but I'm not making the next person pay for it. Fair enough. It's like my heart resets. Oh, like it ran out of battery and then you just plugged it back in again? No. Oh. Resets as in like the slate gets cleared. I have learned my, you know, learned from this experience or that experience. But like when someone new comes along, I'm like, I don't have less love to give you. I still have the same amount. Okay. Yeah. And okay. that's what I have to say about that. And, and again, there you have giraffes. <laughs> All right. I see you. Yeah. Got another one in there. I thought you did. Um, yeah, I don't want to talk about that one yet. But um, the things that here, I got one here while you're looking. The things that broke me in the past have become the pieces that put me back together stronger. Wow. is literally what you just said, though. Yep. Okay. Well, that was easy. There you go. (laughs) Learn from your past mistakes. And if not, shame on you. Oh, I did. I did screenshot something from a friend of mine. Souls recognize each other by vibes, not by appearances. It's true. Also. A healer does not heal you. A healer is someone who holds space for you while you awaken your inner self and you heal yourself. I didn't need that, but I appreciate it. Yes, you did. (laughs) (sighs) Everyone needs that. Yeah. I'll allow it. Yeah. Okay. What else you got? I got one more, and then we have a, a... We'll talk about this. Uh, remember when you wanted what you currently have. 
Yes. Is that it? <laughs> Just yes. I do. I do remember what I wanted, what I currently have. Well, good. I think that shows a place of growth and it shows you where you've been and where you are now. On the flip side of that, I've also seen myself get something I wanted and it ended up not being what I needed. There's the time and a place and sometimes it's neither the time or the place. Sometimes it's both the time and the place. It's just the luck of the draw. The universe, man, it's got some jokes. Some pretty bad ones sometimes, but... I, I have said this many times. I... <laughs> My life would be would have been so different had I not gone to Singapore. Mm-hmm. Um, I am f- I firmly believe that that trip was not meant for me. But you, I kind of fell into it okay. and forced it to happen. So, but you gained knowledge. There were a lot of red flags. From it. There were a lot of red flags leading up to my departure, and I just ignored them. So I had this happening. I had that happening. Um, trying to juggle two jobs at the same time and then I put in for you know this this new job and I got it and then my contract something was messed up with the contract some pages didn't get signed that I thought I signed so it was rejected and they had to resend the whole thing and they were like all the dates have to match so you have to resign everything you've already signed so I did that and then I sent it back and then they were like, they found out that I was on an anti-anxiety medication and they were like, you didn't tell us that. And I was like, well, I didn't think it mattered. And they were like, mm, we have to reevaluate if we want you to come or not. And I was like, I've already, I've already put in for my two week notice. Like if you don't take me, I don't have a job. So that happened. And then uh, they finally say, yeah, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna extend this offer. It came a week late. And then uh, I was a week late going to Singapore. So everybody in my cast was already there, already knew each other, already had their friends picked out. And I was the last one to arrive a week late. I arrived without luggage because they lost it. Did you get it back eventually? uh, Two days later. Okay. I got food poisoning right away, right out the gate. Don't eat the meat. Um, I don't know if it was something from the plane or if it was something, I don't know. But... Uh, got food poisoning, jet lag, ended up throwing up in the HR office. So she already doesn't like me because I didn't tell her I was on anti-anxiety medication. And then I throw up in her office. So she really doesn't like me. And it was just one thing after another. And I always, like, for the first three months I was there, like, had this huge, like, sneaking suspicion that I just didn't belong there. I was like, nothing is coming easy. I'm not getting used to being here. The weather sucks. Like just all of these things were adding up and I was like, nope, nope, nope. This is my dream. I'm going to make it happen. And it just went up in flames. I injured myself. They fired me because I injured myself. Um, and I was, I was out on the street and they kicked me out and they were like, you're going back home. And I didn't have a job. I didn't have a place to live. So I had to go back to Texas and all of these things. And I slowly got myself back together through Paul Mitchell and through Disney. And then I met you. (gasps) Wow. And I don't think that we would live together now had I not gone to Singapore. So there's all these things that like, yes, my life would have been so different. And no, I don't think that that trip was meant for me. 
but it taught me a lot of things along the way. And it brought you to literally this chair in my room. Literally would not be here without <laughs> that trip. Isn't that weird? No, I agree. I mean, because if I didn't, I, that's totally a thing that happens. I'd still be living with Mark and Joey. Sure. I'd still be living there because I loved living with them. Yeah. But it wasn't available when I came back. So that's why I don't live with them anymore. And then, yeah, I just kind of fell into into your house. But and then we made this house a home. So like there's all these things like not a home. <laughs> but yeah, the, I, 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 I still don't believe that that was for me, but it did teach me a lot. I took the long route of college for a degree that I mm. did not use to make it to this point. <laughs> it took me 10 years to use my degree. I still am not using it. 10. Oh. I would use it here and there. You're still using it. I I, I just I just had a seizure and no one did anything about it. Uh Yes, yes, I do use it now. But what I'm saying is it took me 10 years to get to the place uh, where I'm using it. Okay. I don't know why I just had a stroke, but uh, I, I, that, you, I don't you know what happened. You recovered. You're fine. I, I, somebody hit the pause button. Um, but yeah, like, <laughs> you did see it. <laughs> I, I like shut do. down. Um, no, I, I got my cosmetology license and I worked in a salon for a little while. Hated it. And so then I went back to performing, performed forever. And when I did the Beetlejuice show at Universal, even like between shows, I would do haircuts like in the in the makeup room just to like, you know, 15 bucks here and there <laughs> to like yeah. do somebody's hair. And that's all I ever did. And then it took 10 years almost to the day is when in 2019, when I really started being like, you know, I should start doing hair again. So I started doing people's hair again. And yeah. then uh, then I got into cosmetology at Disney and I was like, well, I'm finally here. 10 years later and I'm finally using my cosmetology Tens degree. Change. Yeah. Cause I, well I got it. Yeah. I got it in February, 2000. I started school in February, 2009. Mm-hmm. I graduated November of 2009. So almost to the day, 10 years. Proud of you. Proud of you. Oof. She's yawning. She's yawning. No, this drink was real strong. <laughs> 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 All right. I got one more in here. <laughs> And it was, it was a text message exchange that I found on the internet. I wish that I said this, but it says, it's a positive way of looking out on life. Mm-hmm. Um, but it says, God has given me another day to live, and I'm about to make it everyone's problem. <laughs> <laughs> that, to me, says, <laughs> make each one of your days count. So yeah. People will ask all the time, like, oh, how's, like, how's life? And I was like... And they're never expecting this, but I go, well, I woke up. That was a good step. Put my feet over the side of the bed and decided that, hey, I made it this far. I might as well keep going. And they're like, damn, <laughs> I didn't I didn't know that was, that was coming. But honestly, it's like, how's your day? Don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. Live in the dream. <laughs> <laughs> Things white people say. Live oh, in the God. dream. Roughly translates to I wish I were dead please take me out back <laughs> let's make it look like an accident Old so we can both me? collect oh the no. uh, insurance money but if you're dead you cannot collect insurance money I know you tried though but no I I see that as an opportunity to make a spin on 
well, I have to pay for all these things, and I forgot to eat breakfast, and boy, I forgot to bring, you know, this and that to work. No, 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 no. That that's not what people. That's not what people are saying. They're hoping you're just gonna say, "Oh, it's good. How are you?" Yeah. But I throw them for a loop, and I say, "Well, you know, I woke up today, and not everyone had that opportunity, so I'm gonna count it as as a win." And sometimes people go, oh, "Shit." Some people will go, "Okay." That uh, I didn't know I needed that, but here we. Oh, uh, 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 uh. What? <laughs> I saw you. you what? To, you gasping for air with a yawn? No, <laughs> I didn't yawn. It's fine. I'll allow it. But yeah, I don't it's, take an opportunity. Th- this is our beauty tip of the week. It is. It has become this. Take an opportunity when someone asks you that to look at the good things that are happening in your life. And yeah. yeah, you can always find something bad. You know, I'm making, you know, hundreds of dollars less or my socks don't match. Some of you are into that. And I think it's really weird, but that's a whole discussion for another day. Your socks not matching on purpose. Oh, on purpose. I hate that. I don't even do it on accident. <laughs> I saw some, ooh, my sister, someone I knew had it. And I said, <laughs> anyways, but just see, you know, you have all these bad things that you, you can reflect on, but you know, impart your the goodness you can find, even if it's a little little thing. Like, hey, I had Cheerios today, and I put strawberries in them, and it was delicious. You know, someone may not want to hear it, but it's gonna it's gonna affect you positively to say it. And you're like, you know what? That is a good thing. I can I can make this day work, especially in the dumpster fire that is 2020. Yeah. <laughs> So that is my beauty tip of the week for you guys to take a spin on what is negative and make it into a positive experience for the sake of both yourself and those that are listening to you. There you go. Hey. Well, that's all I got. Yeah. It was a, it was a good, good, yeah. good time. So, well, um, I don't have anything else. Do you have anything else? Um, go uh, vote. Oh, go vote. You guys. I, (laughs) what did we say? I said, you know, my birthday is the fourth, right after, the day after, and I'm either going to be drinking to celebrate or drinking to uh, mourn. And someone goes, well, at the very least, you'll be drinking. And I said, hey. So go vote. If you're under 18, well, maybe in four years. What do you mean maybe? Absolutely in four years. If you are able to vote, yes, please do it. Exercise your freedom. And if you are unsure about where your thoughts on this lies, find someone who is passionate about it. www.isidewith.com Oh. Have you ever done it? I have not. I mean, I'm pretty sure I know who I sided with. Um, So here's the thing. I did not know who I sided with uh, when it was in the primaries. Mm. And we had many people to choose from. Are you talking about... Like throughout or through each party? No, well, I, I know who I don't side with. Oh, okay. I thought that you were saying you were unsure and you thought you would side with no, that one. No, I don't. Oh, side no, I have done that one. Rhymes with Ronald Dump. But, um, <laughs> no, yeah, no, the one where you're like, I put in this. Yes. And so it asks yeah. you, it's a website that asks you a series of questions. That's like, what is your stance on fracking? This, Did I know that, what fracking was? Not until this but year. But it explains it. It does. And you go through and you choose your belief out of the list. And there are like five or six choices. So you read through them and go, okay, that matches what I believe. 
So you click that. And at the end of the survey, it says you side best with Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders, Joe Biden. Like it'll tell you who has Mm -hmm. the strongest connection to you. And it wasn't Joe Biden for me. It was Elizabeth Warren. Same. And then as soon as she was no longer running, I was like, well, next best thing. Mm -hmm. So because the opposite, the alternate, that's a dumpster fire. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, I said it. It's it, it's, it's no secret. It's no secret. It's no secret on here that we are we are hardcore Democrats. Yeah. But um, this offends you. We can have a conversation. Yeah, an adult conversation. But uh, at the end of the day, yeah. If you don't know what you're what who you're voting for, isidewith.com is an amazing tool. And um, yeah, that's that's uh, and always remember that yes, the person that we have the options between sometimes aren't the best representation of what we want, but remember you're not marrying them. This is not permanent. No, this is for a temporary trip down the street. Which direction do you want to go? Mm-hmm. So if this candidate is going to get you closer to where you want to be, then vote Absolutely. for that person can never fault you for that. And if you want to live in 1947, where women and men and uh, well, women and gay people don't exist and co- people of color don't exist, then Ronald Dump is your is your person. But um, yeah, if you want to live in a progressive country, which I just wish this place, I wish America would just catch up with other places. I'm like, look how happy these citizens are. Look at they follow the rules and they're not wearing masks. They don't have to wear exactly. Masks. Yeah. There's like countries that are just like, Oh, like New Zealand. Look at New Zealand, Australia. Yeah. They're not required to. I know my friend, I asked him, I said, this is so weird to see. Like New Zealand does not have a single out there. Yeah. It's because you, and know, you what? know who the president is. It's a woman. Yes. <laughs> she got that shit handled. She was like, Oh no, no. And she shut down the borders when she needed to. She said no traveling. And she said, wear your masks. And then the last person with Corona got cured and they were like, ta-da, done. And it was only, what is it that all this happened in like February, March, and they were done by like May. <laughs> like, Could get you on know. with life. Yep. But so anyway. We can discuss that at a later date. So, all right. All right. Uh, until next time. Oh, no, no. Be kind to one another. Or at the very least, be cordial. Thank you. All right. All right. Until next time. <gasps> Bye. Bye.